This is The Rest is PR with Lyle Fulton and Jackie Balls. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to The Rest is PR. My name, as I'm sure it will always be, barring incident, is Lyle Fulton, and I'm joined, as I hope I always will be, by the absolutely sensational Jackie Balls. Oh, we're close now. Oh, we're close now to the big day. My word. It's lucky I got you. It's lucky I've got you here. We are so close now. There you go. It's lucky I've got you here. (laughs) That a hint. There you go with the white glasses on. It's absolutely brilliant to have you on. How are you this fine Friday morning? Friday afternoon now, in fact. How are you? How are you doing? Good. Very good. Yeah, it is getting very close now. And I'm trying to sort of squidge all my meetings and all the essential things I've got to do into sort of shorter portions of time and yeah I mean but you know what you know I, I I'm pretty sure I'll probably because I'm supposed to stop work running you know with 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 you know to give myself a few days before it's not going to happen is it well I was going to ask you this actually this is this has been a question that's been playing on my mind because when I got married I was 28 but age is but a number and I didn't run a business or rather I did but I ran it with a colleague of mine as a theater company and we do most of our things in the summer and it was September when we got married you run a business that will necessarily need to continue to do business while you're getting married and in the preamble leading up to getting married and in the honeymoon post getting married and DAF's such a huge part of Demozo, but DAF I understand is also just an absolutely massive part of your wedding so like who's gonna run Demozo while you're you would, you would, Daff is definitely going to run Demoso while I'm away, and, and probably <laughs> I would do. But you would think that Daff was wrapped up in this wedding, but Daff is off for like uh, most of the month of July, either jet setting around other people's weddings. Right now, is that giving away time? I don't know, but he's in deepest, darkest Africa. Where is he in Africa? The last I knew, he was in Rwanda. Wow climbing spent eight hours climbing with these guys chopping oh, in front of him or the ju- he was climbing a mountain in the jungle i'll never meet anyone like that man i'll never yeah, ever no, meet anyone either. like that man and he sent me this picture of him do- I'm, I'm climbing i'm so exhausted i'm just about to have a nap in a tree house sure my only response was why, why do you do that to yourself on holiday but we've had this before right i mean like 100% has the resources and the wherewithal to like stay you know in a bed somewhere and then when he was out in the states he was in a motel and was like in, you know kind of oh he likes he likes danger i think and he also Racism. likes to find things in life cuz he was staying in qatar in the waldorf of astoria in qatar in his friend's apartment which was wonderful and all mod cons. And suddenly he's gone from there to... To a treehouse. I mean, fair play to him. Fair play. I mean, I the, know, man, insane, the man's got range. I can, I can go with that. Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, I was, I was going to ask me like, you know, is everything kind of like, do you have kind of the various structures in place for when you're away? People know where they need to be and what they need to do. I mean, I certainly do. Uh, you know, insofar as, you know, we've sorted out everything when it comes to the podcast, yeah. that's all sorted. But I mean, is everything yeah. else all fine? I think I think so. Touching wood. See, we've got a great team at Demoso. I'm, I, I think your your job as a, as a leader is usually to try and make yourself dispensable, mm. um, at least for a certain amount of time. And it's so different to when I had my previous agency, which was, you know, I'm talking, when did I get married last time? It was in 2002. 
So we're talking what twenty years ago yeah. was my last marriage, and it, at that time I literally got married in my lunch hour. Didn't have time to stop work. Had to get straight back for clients and everything else. I mean, and our crazy. honeymoon was one day, and that was we flew to Japan for to watch an England football match, and then we flew back in the World Cup. I mean, what a great honeymoon! What a great honeymoon, though. To be fair, I mean, I if only Al had been into that vibe. Of <laughs> We went to Dominican, which is still great, but there's no football there. No football. Um, no football there. Well, there is, I'm sure, but not, nothing I could watch. And now on my wedding day, so my second cousin's husband is a physio mm. at Brighton, and he's having to miss the wedding itself because he's got a match on. Oh, like, my gosh. Surely not. Well, no, because you're, and I, oh, right. So hang on. Can, can open worms everywhere. Your wedding is the opening weekend of the Premier League season. Starting. Which is a bit gutting. However, my beloved Manchester United play on Sunday. Monday night. Monday. So I'm, <laughs> I'm set. I mean, I might just be on my phone during <laughs> dinner. But I mean, that, the wedding, is still, however close, <laughs> is still in the future. And we're going to talk. Oh, oh, oh you know, you've been struggling for that segue, haven't you? You know, I've, I lent right into it. That's still in the future. We're about to talk about the future, the future of PR. Now, we're doing one of these listeners, again, we like to be fully transparent with you, full disclosure. Every now and again, we do just like kind of decide to do one that we're not mega prepared for. We just like to have a chat, you know what I mean, about something that's interested us. And you mentioned before we went live that there was a particular reason that this topic was of interest to you. Would you like to kind of just let us know why this kind of sparked your interest, why this piqued your interest? Because I actually found this brilliant, like really interesting. Well... As you know, because you work with me on this account, we work with in AI technology with the wonderful Ludo.ai and the wonderful Tom Piggott, who's been on a podcast before with us. And I was chatting away. So one of the things I, I try to do, because I think we should all try to give back when we can, is I try to um, help mentor young people getting into, into PR, getting into this industry. And I'd done a talk and I can't remember where Lily apologized. I apologize right now because I know you listen to the podcast. <laughs> um, I can't remember which university Lily, Lily comes from, whether it's University of North Carolina or whether it's University of Texas. But I do I, I do visiting. I, do, I, I visit and lecture to their departments, to their students. And Lily is one of the students. And she was chatting with me yesterday because as is um, my one I take I tell the students that I lecture to get in touch if you want to talk about anything come and talk to me I'm, I'm really happy to help and Lily did and I'm really delighted she did and we got we got talking about what's PR going to look like now with the you know with chat GPT with mm. AI with machine learning where Lily was keen to to know where my thoughts were about how the industry will evolve and what will happen and what skills PR people will need and what will happen to PR as a trade, I suppose. And I just thought, wow, I must talk to Lyle about that because we had a, an amazing conversation. And yeah, so here we are now podcasting about it. Here we are. And I, mean, I suppose this is the thing. I mean, one of the things, one of the really unique things about one of the fantastic things about what we do here and now is that arguably what we're doing currently, right this very second, is part of the future because... Yeah. You know, I would imagine, I mean, we've spoken in passing in the last however many months and weeks and, and however long that I've worked for the Mozo about possibility of like farming out 
podcast clients now the fact that we do a podcast and sometimes like oh we'd love to do a podcast and then you know we'd love to do some audio output and some, and some content creation in that in that respect i mean i imagine even 10 years ago you know even when podcasts was you know very much still kind of like doing the rounds and very popular as they are now you wouldn't have imagined that that would be a service that you could prospectively offer and we've spoken again in passing with guests and also in and of ourselves about the fact that a lot of the building blocks and the fundamentals of PR from the 80s, 90s, early 2000s have massively shifted and become streamlined and technology having become as advanced as it has means that what was yesterday's press release is now a different type of content, a different type of output. And also the final thing I'm going to say on this as well, the final thing in this little bit I'm doing here is like, you could also, we can now ask an AI bot this question. And it will be able to tell us what the future of PR <laughs> is. And it would make some form of sense, wouldn't it? It would like, do you know what I mean? It would be kind of semi-accurate. Um, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, what, what is your take? I mean, what 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 came from this conversation with this with this person you're mentoring? I mean, what, what was what was their Lily, opinion? That was her name. So, yeah, sorry, Lily, yeah, Lily, yeah. Well, we started talking about, you know, chat GPT to start with, because that's what everybody thinks of in terms of, of AI. Mm. A, a lot of people think that chat GPT is going to, replace writers we were actually talking about the screenwriter strike as well and oh, wow yeah of course. And the future for for them because any job that has content at its heart whether mm. you be a musician whether you be a screenwriter or a, an author a writer of books plays whatever and a writer of press releases and a writer of bylines articles any job that involves that written word or people within those jobs are starting to look and think, oh, right, so couldn't we use ChatGPT to do that? And in fact, you know, dear Tom, bless him, because he would do this, and his group at, at Ludo tried writing um, some content for the Ludo blog on ChatGPT just to see how how it worked. And it is really, really interesting. So I, I took, I, I, when, when I was talking about it, it was, the first thing I wanted to say was that AI and AI Generative AI, as we're now seeing, generative AI means that it's generating itself. It's like learning and it's learning from the data and learning from the rules that you give it. And then it continues to sort of propagate. Generative AI is based on data, data mm. that that it is sent out to find. Mm. And it gathers that data from, you know, many, many outlets, but primarily the internet. Mm. And... The problem with that is that a lot of data is wrong. Yeah. A lot of stories are wrong in terms of news stories or a lot of specifically like reviews can be wrong and stuff yeah. like that. So you've got to bear in mind that anything that uh, a chat GPT, for example, would go out searching for. And I think it's only up till October 21 that it can find facts. Something like that. that. Yeah. Its pool of information is is still, I mean, I say limited. I mean, it's still an extra colossal amount of data. But yeah, you're right. Yeah. And of course, ChatGPT will will evolve um, to be able to search on data which is is nearer to you know to to our time right now. And I predict they'll probably charge people for that. It'll become a more premium pro service if you want to, uh, if you want ChatGPT to reference uh, events in 2023. You'll have to pay us another ten pounds per month or whatever. But coming back to the to the fact it's predicated on data so that the first thing is the sort of stuff that it's going to bring back might not be right yeah, yeah. it might write it beautifully 
or better than you might do yourself, but it might not be right. So, and the other thing is that it can only at the moment, and I'm, I don't know how it's going to go in the future, but it can only at the moment write to your prompt, what you tell it to do. Yeah. So it's all down to the use of the tool. Yeah. And these are tools and there's lots of different AI tools co- coming out in all sorts of different industries. And it is, it's here and it's affecting all sorts of industries. So to PR, what is it going to do for PR? Well, the first thing is, and this is where it all gets very clever. The first thing is that, of course, everybody's going to start with the content wars. They're going to start trying to use AI to put out reams and reams and reams of content about their companies, about their products, about their people. And that way they'll play the Google algorithms on search. Yeah. So that if you're, you know, what what the, what Google does is it, you know, it's it's got very clever algorithms that search the internet, and if you're doing a search for Jackie and Lyle and podcast, hopefully, it will return. <laughs> the rest is yeah. PR. But the more we put out articles about the podcast, or the more we put out social media posts and everything else about the rest is PR the more that search engine is going to gather and say, yes, this is actually a thing. This really exists. Yes, these are the, this is the right return on my search. Mm. And similarly, so with AI content, everybody's going to be starting to, be, to play that content piece and just send out as much content as they can with all of their search keywords in it just to blo- you know blast the internet to just try and return those Google searches to them. Mm. Well, Google is clever. Google is going to be able to spot that stuff a mile off yeah don't tell me how they'll do it but they'll do it yeah because they're clever and they'll probably have ai beating ai beating ai beating ai beating ai and and on it goes but i i don't doubt that ai will be increasingly used to generate content yeah and we're not just talking about written content as we know because of ludo it's going to be visual content yeah. It's going to be sound content. It's going to be audio content. So all of these different content types are going to be more rapidly, more easily generated mm-hmm. for people who could produce content, i.e. PRs. So what does that mean to us? Well, the first thing it means is we have to look at what really is going to shift the needle for our clients. So I bang on and on and on about objective setting. I can't say it enough. I can't <laughs> help people enough about the basics. The basics will still never go away. Yeah. You still have to do your messaging and your positioning with clients. AI isn't going to get going to be able to do that. No. It's too much of a yet. Yeah. No, it's, it's too much of a complex problem right now. Yeah. You're still going to have to drill out to your clients what their values and their mission and their vision. So what am I saying is PR is going to become at one level far more strategic, far more KPI led, Mm. far more specific in terms of its targets and Mm. far more, I hope, accountable. Because at the moment, everybody's saying, well, we don't know what an editor's going to write. We don't know what, you know, what opinion they're going to take. I genuinely believe, and I've seen the trajectory towards this already, that we're going to move towards a much more commercial base in terms of editorials. We're going to see publishers 
writing magazines and periodicals that are intensely and closely targeted to passion centers of people, whether that be yeah. dogs, whether that be country living, whether that be more, more specific practice. targeting. Yeah, more specific. There will, be, will always be specific media targeting those sectors. Yeah. But I believe that the role of getting earned media, as we discussed before, which is that earnings of just getting on the phone and coming up with good stories and stuff like that. I believe that increasingly, and I'm seeing it happening now, that earned media side of things is dwindling as advertising support for media actually dwindles yeah. too. So the media are going to have to make their money elsewhere. So that's that's you know that's another thing. So we've talked about strategy. And we talked about commerciality. So those are the two things that I think that AI is going to affect. And the third thing is opinion. So AI at the moment, at the moment, we don't know what's going to come around the corner, but at the moment, it, it cannot represent your opinion, your special thoughts, your special source, that thing that's you. Yeah. An opinion for our leaders of our, the companies that we represent, in my opinion, is going to become much more important. And equally, the opinion of KOLs, key opinion leaders, yeah. key influencers, is also going to become more important. So we've seen the rise of the Kim Kardashians and, yeah. you know, real kind of people that like Kim Kardashian, who has her own brand, Skims, she has her own line. You see her bringing out products as a result of her celebrity, but I, I see it coming full circle and the products will generate celebrity as well. Yeah. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, no, I do. Yeah, I, I can, I, yeah. I'm kind of, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm seeing it. I mean, I think what I'm wondering about is I have a question about whether or not it's going to get easier or whether or not it's going to get harder to target. Harder, much harder. I, I, loads of people I speak to tell me, oh, you know, you're, you know, as long as you can kind of find a market, as long as you can find a niche for yourself alongside AI in your job as a content creator, a content writer, or, you know, sort of a producer of podcasts, surely this is going to become easier for you because you can use it as a tool and all this sort of stuff. But I, I want to bring it back, you know, briefly. I mean, obviously we're going to talk about sort of, you know, what we're creating as businesses because I mean, the Kardashians and content creators like that are businesses in and of themselves. But I mean, you just, I mean, your gut instinct was like straight away to say harder because you're having to find the nuances within what's right, what's wrong, what's true, what's false. And so many people, even now, I mean, it kind of feels a bit like the advent of AI has only been around for the last 18 months. I know we know better than that. I know we know that, you know, and I'm not trying to say we know better than everybody, obviously, like people who work in certain industries. We've been working with AI for a long time and we've been working with generative AI for three years. Yeah, but it's like, but I I do wonder, you know, I wonder whether or not there's, there's a sense that the impression and the reality are very, very different things. The impression of what AI brings, and I, I think AI is great, don't get me wrong. I do think AI is very, very exciting. I think it's a tool that can be used for a tremendous good and incredible change that's going to advance the way we operate and the way we work. But I think the general impression appears to be, oh, this will make things easier for people. And I think it's, it's dependent on how you use it, isn't it? <laughs> but people are fundamentally lazy. I'm lazy. <laughs> We're all fundamentally lazy. And we look, we look at things like ChatGPT and we think, oh, great. You know, that can write my intro to yeah. what I'm doing here. And and uh, in the education system, everyone's getting worried about, you know, students not learning their stuff and just 
just submitting right. essays that are written by chat GPT. But the thing I think will become more challenging is, and again, I think a lot of what's happening with technology is the ability to be able to be micro-targeting mm. passion centers and passionate groups. And I think that the difficulty will come because we have such a plethora of target groups that we want to target. Do you know what I mean? There's, there'll be so many different... Oh, yeah micro targets to think about in our in as as a strategic pr operator that and they are and you've got to always think about your audience so i love the guest esther she's saying you know think about the audience and she's absolutely right and so with pr and ai we're going to be getting it even closer to audiences because we're going to be able to target them so much easier but also they're going to be more demanding of us yeah. because we're going to them directly. And if we go to them, if we go to a carp fishing audience and we, we, we go to a, with them a fly fishing rod, we're going to get absolutely boiled. Yeah, pelters. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm saying that our job is not necessarily going to get hard easier. It, it will become more sophisticated. Mm. And, we, and we are going to have to think very hard about the roles that we have within our organisations mm help meet that sophistication so for example we will still be putting out loads of content that content is going to get dif- it's going to differentiate across visual and audio and and the written word so we're going to have to find people within our organizations who can cope with the different mediums that those particular bits of content work on and those people are also going to have to understand all the channels that you you put that, that content out on in a better way hmm. so you've got sort of Worker bees, I suppose, is the best way yeah. of putting it. Working those AI tools to develop that content and make that. And some people are calling those, particularly in the written side of things, prompt engineers. Yeah. So a lot of people will become much more sophisticated prompt engineers, working to understand the technology that they're working with and know how to communicate with it in order to get the result that they need. But then again, I think that strategy and creativity and approach will not be replaced by AI. And that's actually quite hard as well, because to be really strategic, you need to understand all of the technological changes that are happening and how that's affecting your audience consumption of of the- You need almost a multimedia specialist, don't you? You need someone. I mean, I wonder whether or not something about the future of PR is that you know, we often discuss, I don't actually think we actually have discussed this that, that regularly, but we've mentioned it in passing, like the, there are creation of new ro- um, new roles now in, in certain industries in light of technological advancements. And a lot is rightly made in any industry. And this is not even AI, you know, this isn't AI informed all of the time, but a lot, I think a lot is quite often made again, quite rightly about the fact that certain roles have been lost to modern society you know because you know in any industry now there are certain things certain roles that are just a bit outdated um you know i think the only example i can think of off the top of my head is that you know we don't need people to shovel coal into steam trains anymore uh, for people to get around because trains don't run on coal anymore things like that yeah. but not enough is made of new roles that have been created and because... these new roles will definitely evolve there'll be roles that we wouldn't even think of right now that would never have been for example, when I first came onto the scene as a as an ambitious young graduate, there was no such thing as a web designer. 
There was yeah. because there weren't any websites. <laughs> you know, there was no such thing as e-commerce because we didn't have any websites to host any baskets to make the e-commerce. But do you know what I mean? Yeah. So we don't even know what the job roles are going to be down the line. And no. and yeah, you're only talking thirty years, Lyle, right. in in the, the evolution of new roles. So roles will fundamentally change as technology changes. And the reason I don't get scared about this sort of stuff, the reason I get excited about this yeah. sort of stuff is because, yes, there's all sorts of negatives, but boy, oh boy, the positives way, way outweigh the negatives. And to be honest, I'm really bored of all the boring old clap trap and crap that everybody's churning out of agencies just to make their clients happy because... They, you know, they want a, a blog about this and, a, and and it has to be like 10 pages long. Nobody's reading the shit. They're just using it for SEO purposes. Yeah. You know, let's get back to reality. Let's get back to the fact that people want entertaining content. They want stuff that means something to them. Yeah. And if AI is going to help us do that, hooray. Just generates. Yeah, I agree. I just, I, I mean. No, 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 no. But I think I, I think this is. I mean, this is something we both, the, the both, the two of us feel very passionately about is the fact that quite often you read. I'm, I'm, I'm loath to use scaremonger, but so quite often you read. You know, people who go, "Oh, it's the end of the world as we know it, and they're going to take over," and and, and not enough people re- understand and and properly realize and reflect upon the fact that like it's been designed specifically with a view to that and never ever happening like it, like it, it necessarily needs human finesse and the human kind of well, skill set but instinct. also like we have to we, you know we're getting into more wider we're getting away from pr here yeah. with AI when we're talking about the, the doom slayers and yeah. and yes you know in the in the hands of the wrong people whether you talk about dark web whether you talk about military defense systems whether you yes ai will you know make certain things a little bit more dangerous but people forget you've got ai that can combat ai that can combat ai that can combat. so everything is of its level it's a bit like you know when the house prices fall everyone gets upset about it but it's all relative so you you, you have to bear in mind that there will always be a, ba- a check and a balance with no, exactly like. yeah extraordinary i mean and this is the thing i mean i think does that just bring it back to pr does that then mean that it's obviously a force for good, provided that there are people within PR agencies who can, co- like, it sounds counterintuitive, but you you need you almost need someone within your organization, or if you're working as an in-house PR, you need these skills yourself to kind of, and discriminate has, you know, often kind of negative connotations, but you need to be able to delineate, that's the better phrase, you need to be able you to do. divide. Between... And, and here's the other big thing that people forget. They're all getting all excited and chomping on the bit about, the ability to create all this content and whether that be text, sound, visuals. But yeah. there's two things you've got to really be careful of. I've told you about data and the fact that AI builds on the data. So a photograph online is a bunch of data. Yeah. Now that photograph can be owned by somebody. Mm. And if somebody takes that photograph and uses it in their content, that they're propagating as part of their company, then you're infringing on copyright issues there. Mm. There's a whole legal minefield of stuff going yeah. on. And, and, and it's the wild west at the moment. There are no, there's no legislation about 
what if you mix and match somebody's photo with something that, and somebody goes, well, actually that bird in that picture, that, that bird came from my picture. It might've been mashed up with another picture, but that's my bird. That's yeah. my copyright. And then where are you when you put that bird and mashed it up with a picture, and then you've created a whole brand based on that imagery because yeah. it's been, it's been generated by AI. So it's a real legal minefield and the only way and this is where i come back to job roles and the way things i see is changing mm. the only way to to mitigate for that is to actually have your own people editing so you're moving more into an editorial and a safeguarding role in terms of let's make sure that whatever we generate mm. is not breaching anybody's copyright is something that's completely original. So you still need originality, even yeah. though you're working with AI, because ultimately I am sure there'll be moves, legislative moves, and they're coming down the track that will, you know, which which will enforce people's copyright over the content that they've already got there. And it's that content that the AI is nicking from, manipulating, regurgitating. Yeah, yeah. You see what I mean? No, exactly, yeah. It's, and it's dangerous. So, it can be, I mean, it's, it, it can be dangerous if not monitored. Properly. Yes, but so if it's monitored we, properly, it'd actually be very exciting and very useful. It can be, you know, it could be well, something you learn a lot. And also, the other thing is that you know, you 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 become more legally aware. And I think as PRs, we have to be very increasingly more aware of people's you know copyrights and what we're saying about the companies that we represent. And are we getting the right information from our clients that we are then putting out to the press? Because as I said earlier, we're going to become far more accountable. Yeah. So you might well find, you know, the PR companies increasingly get staff on board that are actually from a legal side of things. So, you know, to to make sure that that content is is checked and is fit for purpose. So there's all sorts of things to think about here. If anything, it's increasing the people capital. Yeah. It's- decreasing the people capital and we haven't even got on to you know like web three as well so for example i mean i was doing a bit of uh research into web three for for a future podcast keep your eyes and ears peeled for, for this one listeners doing a bit of research web three because obviously you know we utilize web three you know you and i work with you know clients who work, we, we all work with web three right but uh, obviously it, it transitioned in, in such a way that I feel like a lot of people, and I'm really excited for, for a podcast we're going to do very soon that explains that. One of the things that I've researched quite deeply into is the kind of data protection side and how Web3 is kind of evolving antithetically alongside AI to ensure that your like data that's left and the blueprint that's left by AI-generated content is as protected and secure and as legally above board as possible like there are even mechanisms now the tech that hosts the ai is almost holding it to account do you see what i mean it's like almost the, like technology is holding itself responsible for things and and we're kind of there kind of using it i mean at the end of that extraordinarily complicated sentence how um how are you finding like as the owner of an agency how are you finding keeping up to date with with these things i mean have you adapted reasonably well to it because you're in that space and you speak with people a lot who kind of use it a lot or has it occasionally been tricky or i mean how how, how are you finding it good question i'm reading a lot mm. I'm learning a lot i'm watching a lot mm. as i said we're right at the beginning of all of this 
as I'm saying on this podcast right now, yeah. I'm coming up with my predictions. So I'm trying to predict and I'm trying to think ahead on what we're going to have to be mm. producing for, for our clients and what strategies our clients are going to need. Cause that's my job. Yeah. I need to be able to do a bit of sort of future gazing to, to work out what is the media landscape going to be like in a couple of years time? Are mm. we going to be prepared for that? And I'll be preparing our clients for that. It was really interesting. I was at a conference and that's another thing I do is I go to lots and lots yeah. of conferences and I don't just rock up and talk and leave. I actually rock up and listen, then talk and leave. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, and, and one of the conferences I was at recently, John T from Wiggins LLP was doing a speech to game developers saying to them, have you checked all of your content, how your content is being developed for the game so are you rigorously checking your 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 visuals your game creatives making sure that that you know that content hasn't been lifted from somewhere else and you know it was a bit of a revelation to the game developers and then on another conference games forum a professor of uh, games development stood up and said how many people in this room have a an ai policy in their workplaces and only one person use of ai only one person held up their hand and he said he wouldn't be surprised if it, it, he was really genuinely surprised he thought in you know in a tech in a technology driven industry like the games industry that he would have expected far more people wow. to have an ai policy like we've got a social media policy in demoso and of course i was one of the people that didn't hold up my hand i haven't got an ai policy yet and i say yet because we will have no oh, yeah it's all stuff like that and it got to to practice what i preach you know i say to the bbc in previous podcasts that we've done you know it's all about your process it's all about prevention it's all about making sure that you're protecting yourself from crisis getting an ai policy in line is one of those yeah. de- you know protections from crisis so i mean I th- again yeah. as well i mean i think i this is not just because you know we're friends and colleagues and it's not just i work for demozo like i don't even know where to start you know, with but I, I suppose no one would have really known where to start when writing a social media policy however many years no, ago. No, they didn't. And somebody and did. And then somebody thought about it a bit and more. And did, did a bit someone more. did. And someone did. And so, and so I imagine, you know, you might even be in contact with the person who raised their hand and said, what is your AI policy? And like, there's no shame. Well, you know me, Lyle. <laughs> <laughs> dug you out there. Uh, I dug you out completely. Or maybe it'll just be me. Uh, uh, copy them. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Well, no, but look, hey, I mean, I've done con- draft contract templates where I've been like, what do you use as a contract template? And we use that. But it's really interesting, isn't it? And like, I think I'm really glad we've spoken about it because the honest answer is, is that actually, you know, if, if, if the question right at the top of the episode was, what does the future hold for PR? The honest answer is, brilliantly we can't exactly know for sure you know it's it's one of those where we we can obviously what you've done so beautifully in this episode is you've not speculated that's not what i'd call it you kind of you've you've done the math you know you've kind of put the moving parts together and you've come up with a formula as to what it could be but the, the truth is is that you know it could advance further i mean i write blogs you know fairly regularly for ludo and quite often they're about how brilliant Ludo is. And I actually wrote one recently about an AI tool that is on Ludo now within one of their tools that's already existing. And there's now a chatbot, an AI chatbot. And I was actually using it the other day. Uh, and it turns out, bit of, bit, of Ludo, uh, bit of Ludo marketing here. You can literally ask it anything. You don't even need to ask it about Ludo-based stuff. I, I, oh, I really? asked it. Yeah, you can ask it anything. It's really incredible. I asked it. I asked it. I, I, I did an experiment. I asked it what it was. 
because when I was writing this blog, I thought a really Can maybe an, <laughs> may, maybe an inventive way to start this blog, you know, and I, you know, with um, with guests gone by, his advice stick in my ears, you know, have something that really grabs your attention. I think my opening line was something along the lines of, I thought about describing what this chatbot was, and then I thought I'll let it describe itself because it can um yeah. and so but then I was just asking everything like you know from geography questions to this that and the other but I mean you know when we're not talking on the blog with Ludo about its own tools quite often brilliant Tom at Ludo is interested in um, seeing blogs written about you know the fact that there are so many incredible AI tools that are coming out of the walls left right and center week in week out you know mid journeys old news chat GPT I know it's the big thing, but it's been around for a year, 18 months. We have no idea, really, you know, how, what's going to be coming next. My wife's obsessed with these Instagram reels where this AI app is able to combine two parents' faces and generate what their baby will look like really accurately. And then that really worried her because she did us. And I was like, <laughs> it's pointless. It's not going to be 100% accurate. So don't do it. But yeah, I mean, I, I suppose just going back to it, I'm getting stuck on a tangent here. Like, we don't actually know, do we? I mean, we know what the ramifications will be and we know how we can prepare. If you told me 30 years ago that I'd be able to talk to somebody and record myself on a video and be able to release that, publish that myself yeah. so that the whole world could listen to it, would I have ever believed you? No. no. You know, we don't, we don't know what technology will serve up for us. But what we do know is that we adapt yeah. and humans always adapt and always work with the tools that they're given. Yeah. And so for me, I, I kind of look, you go back to, to the basics, you look at what do clients want and will those client needs change no. for PR over the, mm. because ultimately if you go back to the, real definition of public relations and uh, according to the Chartered Institute of PR, it's all revolving around reputation, reputation management, building and maintaining reputation. So when you, as a public relations person, you're taking that, that company or that person's reputation, we have to adapt to the landscape that we are communicating to. And that's always changing. And yeah. we will do that with, with AI and we will work out how we set our objectives according to the channels. And we don't know what those channels are going to look like, but we do know the processes and we do know what, what our purpose is. And staying abreast of new technology, staying abreast of what we can do with that technology and how we have to adapt is is everything. And that's really all I can say for the future at the moment. It's unfolding but we have to react and adapt to it. And um, yeah. sometimes those early adopters, as you know, fall foul and they get it wrong and the others learn from that. So I'm a horrible early adopter. I'll never not early adopt everything and go crazy for it. And, you know, I'm, I'm really excited about what AI can do for us and how our roles will change. The one thing I haven't done yet is threads because I don't understand it. I do not understand what threads is and I'm not going to do threads it. Threads is just a boil down twitter it's just rubbish and it's rubbish and apparently if you get it and then you decide you don't want it anymore you have to delete your entire instagram account and i do like instagram yeah which you know is it, it's it's clever and stupid at the same time yeah it, it's classic you know, it makes it facilitates very easy adoption of the app but 
then you feel strangleholded to it. So nobody's going to use it. They're going to have all these installed bases with nobody using it and everyone resenting it. And yeah, I if think... If you old Elon a kick up the backside to stop mucking about is, with Twitter, then, then you know, it might end up... You know what? It was a of... very well-launched product. You know, mm. the excitement was crazy about it, but the product didn't stand up to... What they to its competitors yeah it didn't say that's what it was if there's one final thing i would take away and i'm going to try and frame this non-negatively and i think it's important that you the listeners i mean obviously we will never dream of asking you to receive this in any which way other than how you instinctively want to receive anything we put out here opinions content anything like that but i'm going to try and not to make this sound negative i think it's a positive thing also just be careful and and like that's a good thing you know with anything new and very exciting as we've spoken about at length throughout this podcast episode there will be people out there who will you know find ways of making things look incredibly realistic and believable and ai is capable of doing this i mean we exist in a world where deep faking is a thing i couldn't believe my eyes when i saw i mean i don't think it's a british produced tv series or an american produced tv series i can't think which country it originates from but there's a deep fake netflix television program where they put body doubles of people's partners in positions of you know slight you know immorality and they ask their partners to watch the body double with a deep faked version of their partner's face engage in these activities and they then they then ask them i think the premise is then do you think that's your partner or not and i just think that's sickening and like really really sadistic and horrible because you're basically asking people are horrible aren't they i just really awful horrible coming up with all these oh god just i mean i just think that's just bloody horrible that's just i can't i can't think of anything worse it's like you know, bringing people's nightmares to life but you're amazing just, and people are horrible oh, just you know it's you know inevitable. i hope he never listens to this but it sounds like the sort of thing that you know my, my uncle grant in his you know television show production <laughs> days would have gone that sounds like a great idea let's do that yeah great that's gonna sell loads love you uncle grant. um but like you know it, it, just be careful out there because i mean we said you know and there might even be roles soon for people who you know have to delineate and have to you know sort of skim through and sort of you know sift out the hazardous material um that's that's been put out on web3 and been put out of the internet but by people who are utilizing ai for for sort of slightly scurrilous means but it can be an extraordinary tool and it will be and it's, it's part of our lives now you know what i mean there's there's no there's no escaping it but also just like you know i suppose back yourself as well back back yourself to work with it you know, you know, we're not working against it. We're not competing with it. Back yourself to work with it. Back yourself to be good enough and talented enough as content creators, as people. Yeah, learn about it. it. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of people are trying to sit their heads in the sand and wait for somebody else to do something. No. But I do think it's worth investing your time in learning about new technologies. Absolutely right. Which is why, henceforth, I will be an AI-generated voice on this one. No, I'm joking. Obviously. <laughs> That's the thing, though. I mean, oh, goodness, we're going to finish here, I promise, because we could go on and on. But yeah, I mean, like football, we think we've spoken this before, football chants are being generated by AI and our chat GPT can generate football chants. You can have certain AI uh, tools sing songs like other singers. You know, this is a thing, apparently, and combined. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, if you have the time, and I have had the time recently, go and explore AI. Some of it's super fun. Some of it is really, really fun. It's crazy. But one thing that will never be AI generated, listeners, (laughs) <laughs> our glorious T's and C's. Here come the C's and C's for the rest of the PR, ladies and gentlemen. Listeners, thank you so much once again for joining us on this, you know, impromptu future of PR episode. We had an absolute brilliant time having you with us. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can do so 
by emailing info at the or info at demozo.com. We will respond to both email addresses and head to those websites as well. The rest is PR.com for all things podcast, demozo.com for all things demozo. Lots of exciting things going on as we build up to the big day in August. Don't want to date the podcast, but it's on the horizon. I, for one, cannot wait. The guitar is tuned and ready. I cannot wait to pretend that. That's never going to be part of T's and C's ever again. Yeah, there you go. One of these. <laughs> uh, and if you would like to follow us on Twitter, you can do so at the rest is PR, capital T, capital R, capital I, capital PR. There will no doubt I'm going to instruct various people who work for Demozo to produce some form of wedding content uh, for our the rest is PR Twitter feed. And also you can get in touch with us via LinkedIn, Lyle Fulton or Jackie Rawls. Although for the month of August, it might be better coming to this guy, coming to Lyle Fulton for the month of August. Uh, I'm essentially more likely to respond uh, than Jackie, quite rightly, because Jackie will be off. I will uh, be here. <laughs> I will be here. Jackie will be away. But Jackie, I have to say this because it's catchphrase worthy, but who knows now because we're heading into a very, very busy period personally yourself. Same time next week? Why not? Absolutely right. Brilliant stuff. <laughs> Thank you so much, listeners, for joining us once again on the latest episode of The Rest of PR from the soon-to-be-married Jackie Moores and myself is by food.